Live from the Bills' famous cheese spread studios in the downstairs pub, the Blockout Sports Pod is back on the air. From behind the master control desk in the aforementioned downstairs pub, my name is Travis Carter. I will be your host and moderator for the evening. Over my right shoulder at the high top table is the big fellow, the tuna country, Matt Kempf. And as always, bellied up to the bar, a man who just surfed the waves of the 100-year storm and returned to tell the tale, the fabulous one, Freddie Benders. Ooh. Freddie's wearing, like, crystals around his neck. Uh, I don't <laughs> even know. Just <laughs> call me Bodie. <laughs> uh, what, what, he's got a wristband on. What would you do to your wrist? He's got, uh, like, a splint. This is a new little thing I got to keep all your uh, your money in and everything. little <laughs> zipper on there. And Freddie, you're going to need a full sleeve one to fit all the money you walk around with. <laughs> he's got a fanny pack for his wrist. <laughs> Play money. <laughs> Well, Freddie, it's uh, good to have you back uh, stateside after your Costa Rican sojourn. That was uh, He's been regaling us with uh, tales of the trip. Sounds like you had a hell of a time. I had a great time. Uh, I'm happy for all the sports fans out there to say that we did finally find Wi-Fi. Someone brought a TV out of their hut and set it on the... <laughs> On the under under the uh, thatch roof, and we started watching games. I gotta say, I'm, I'm extremely disappointed in United States Homeland Security for letting you back stateside. I, th- I thought <laughs> I thought that you were going to be gone forever, but apparently you snuck your way back in. So I made it back. Thank you to the coyote that got him back across the border. I heard they stopped him at the uh, at customs, and he told him he had to get back to do the podcast, and they immediately let him just right back through. <laughs> oh, shout out to those guys. Shout out to Francisco, the surf guy. Love that guy. <laughs> well, uh, fellas, it was a, uh, what do they call it, uh, super wild card weekend now or something like that is what it's officially branded. Yeah, I guess now that they added the seventh team, and they can't just say, hey, like, wild card weekend. It has to be super wild card weekend. Well, for the most part, uh, that lived up to it lived up to the name. Uh, some wild, entertaining football games. Uh, I think every game was great right up until that Monday night game. Which, by the way, no more Monday night playoff games. Like, three games on Saturday, three games on Sunday. I agree. Let's knock it out. I thought that was weird. And what's weird is they have to, like, they're playing on a day short rest, and San Francisco's got that extra day's rest. So it's a, it's a two-day window uh, right there that, that they, they're dealing with. And I hate to take up for the Cowboys, but I feel like they're getting the shaft a little bit. You're taking, wait, what? I said I hate to take <laughs> up for the Cowboys. you you're taking up for Jerry? Jerry <laughs> Jones? It sounds like I am. I'm a big like Zeke Elliott guy, man. He got a tattoo on his gut that said, feed me to his belly button or something. What didn't? What, what does it say? He's got something. I don't know. But, Remember he got fat that one season but, and he was like doing a truffle shuffle yeah. in the end zone? <laughs> yeah. Dude, all I know is Dallas, uh, I don't know what happened, but uh, they looked pretty they they were a little buzzsaw there on Monday night. Yeah, that's um, something got into them. Even well, Brett Maher doesn't want to play on Monday nights anymore. Like they, <laughs> maybe Dad got a little extra Campbell's suit. I think he was hanging out with Kirk Cousins. And was like, I can't play in primetime games. Or oh, night games. you called and, that one, Tuna. <laughs> I told you when the sun goes down, Kirk's it's past his bedtime, man. And uh, yeah, uh, amongst other things, we had the what the second biggest playoff comeback in NFL history. Um, we had 
a Bengals Ravens game that was decided on a what a ninety nine yard defensive touchdown. Yep. Yep. Um, we had the Cowboys playing great. We had Tom Brady looking suddenly like he's six hundred years old. We had a Cowboys uh, place kicker that could not hit an extra point, <laughs> literally missing four in a row. Um, we had a Giants-Vikings game come down to basically the last possession. The Bills-Dolphins game coming down to the last possession. Yeah. Was it the Bills, man. Let, Dude. I mean, they looked as rough as – that was Skylar Thompson out there playing quarterback. Yeah. Like, what, had, what was the deal? Why was that game so close? Winning like, sloppy. I, I don't know. I feel like Brian Dayball leaving that team is pretty – like, you can see how – Big of a deal he was, coach to the, of the to, year to the Bills. He probably is. It's I'd say between him and Doug Peterson, maybe because what Doug Peterson has done at Jacksonville has been pretty incredible, also. And uh, but yeah. Dabo, what he's yeah. done with with uh, Daniel Jones, God, he looked like Lamar Jackson out I there know. running around, man. Well, hell, he's already got a, a championship ring in college. Who, Daniel Jones? No, Brian Dabo. Oh, okay. I was like, it's like <laughs> Daniel Jones played at Duke. The, you know, the I got to find a way to one? get the tide in there, don't you? <laughs> yeah, I, my bad. I, I should have realized. Yeah, he was talking about the uh, Duke's Mayo Bowl right, yeah. that, uh, that Daniel Jones <laughs> yeah, has. Dude, I'm talking about Dabo and Tua uh, winning a championship together. And like, what, what? Let's look at the receiving core for the Giants. Like, how are they doing this, dude? You, I, Hodges, and, I, Isaiah Hodgins, and, and and Darius Slayton, and if if Wandale Robinson. Was was healthy, healthy and didn't get hurt. Yeah, like he could be big in this offense, I and know. I look forward to that guy next year playing because he's electric, especially with the ball. It's like they found a better version of Kadarius Tony. But you know who their leader is and who their key player is, and he is healthy and he looks tough. Saquon. Oh yeah, yeah, he's he's good. In that that defense. It, I mean, they're, dude, they're not even running him that much. No, they're not. I mean, it's amazing, like you said, what uh, all the other parts and pieces that are working for that team. I'll tell you another player on defense that's playing lights out. Xavier McKinney absolutely. is playing. I mean, they're all playing great, really, but he is really making some some strong plays when they need it. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Uh but I was uh, the Giants are that scary little team, man. Here they come. Yep, and like where was Dalvin Cook at? Like where was? I mean, Justin Jefferson did some stuff. I, I I just I can't wrap my head around what went wrong for the Vikings in that game. Dalvin Cook kept falling down. Without I, I getting know tackled. That, that was, was so weird. Yeah, I, I didn't like, know what that was. Yeah, he never could break the run. No, you know, it was like he would get through and then trip up or something. Yeah, that was. It was just an odd performance by the Vikings. Really, it was. But um, I mean, what was up with that pass play to the tight end <laughs> at oh, the end? It, like, dude, what are you doing? Like, why are you throwing it to a tight end? You know, you know what I hate about that and, play. And it's short. The, the 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 biggest pet peeve I have with that game is Kirk Cousins had such an amazing year, probably the best year of his career was this season, and we're gonna forget that entire year and focus on that one dumb pass that he made because that yeah. was such a, a dumb pass but man he was so good all year I hate I, I kind of hate that for Kirk but it was just a stupid move man I don't know I, I, he panics under pressure I guess he's always kind of done that that's always been the MO on Kirk was is not to make Kirk Cousins win the game for you You're and he's right. done that this year like yeah. look at all the comebacks don't they have an NFL record for comebacks this year yeah, like I, I know 
Uh, Jefferson was well, kind of. I know Travis knows about one coming. Well, where was Thielen? Where right. you know, I thought Thielen might be that guy that he was going to look to on that path. Thielen's kind of done, man. He he's, a, he's at the he edge of his didn't career. Do anything this no. year, but no, I mean, you know, Cousins, you're right. You hit the nail on the head with him. And you know what? What's funny about him is he'll be back next year, ready to go. Absolutely, and he'll still have his up and ups and downs. Well, give me Justin Jefferson, and I feel like I could throw for a hundred yards a game, maybe. No. <laughs> Let me ask you guys this. Uh, when Jacksonville scored at the end of the first half to make it, was it 27-7, to 7, I believe? Yeah. Did you got, Were you guys like me where I felt like Jacksonville was completely right in the middle of that ball game? I, th- th- here's the thing, and it's the turnovers. It's the same thing when, when you yeah. go back, like we broke down the college football playoff last week where it was the Michigan-TCU game, and – this had that same feel. Trevor had those four interceptions, but all in all, Jacksonville was outplaying them. Right, and, they and, were. And, and you're just kind of like, and you're like, they needed some sort if of they momentum. Can quit turning the ball change. over. They got a shot to win this game. Right, and, and that touchdown. It's amazing how much that one touchdown kind of got the momentum changed at halftime. And, and you're, you're watching that, and you're like, all right, San Diego has one of the worst rushing offenses in the league. You know they're not going to run the ball. Like, they're going to try to do these extended handoffs to uh, Austin Eckler, and it was just not working. Right. And, and they, they could not eat the time, and they just stopped trying. Which, uh, speaking of Austin Eckler, uh, Tuna, why don't you tell us about that uh, little prop bet you made? Oh, that was oh. nice, man. That was nice. It was uh, just for the hell of it, I threw a little money at a uh, basic lottery ticket. It was first touchdown score in the Jacksonville game being Trevor, Trevor ET, or Travis Etienne. And the first touchdown score in the um, um, wait a minute, they're on that was the same game. Hold on, let me go back and look at that bet, guys. You all pick back up. Yeah, we'll pick back up. I want you guys because I was in Costa Rica and missed. Uh, I was doing a little zip lining in the rainforest, and uh, I want to hear about this Miami. Game. Okay, here it was. It was the San Francisco first touchdown score being Christian McCaffrey. Uh, with the first touchdown score in the Jacksonville game being Austin Eckler. And uh, it was a $30 bet that paid out $561. Nice. That's so, good. It's basically a lottery ticket. Because, I mean, what are the odds <laughs> that, of that happening? That, but, that's that's impressive. That's a, that's one of those bets you call a fun bet. Even though before you win or lose it, you're just, like, looking forward well, to it. Well, I usually bet the anytime touchdown players. That way you watch a game and you're just hoping, like, one player. You're never out of it and, like – you know, so you look at percentages and like and so on, and I just for the hell of it, I was like, you know what, I'm gonna throw some first touchdown scores I in on this for the heck of it. And luckily, it covered all the other losses I had that day. <laughs> and uh, during the bowl season, <laughs> yeah, no, well, and pretty much all football <laughs> season. So, so, so what? Let's hit on that, Travis. I'm yeah. So uh, Buffalo and Miami, uh, Buffalo. Still coming off of the emotion of the uh, Demar Hamlin situation, which uh, thankfully we can report that he's back at the uh, Bills facility now. Mm-hmm. Apparently, for the last several days, so that is awesome news. Um, but uh, I was, I, I was, I guess I was shocked with not only how well Miami played. But how, I don't know, 
discombobulated Buffalo looked, especially early in that ball game. Tuna, what did you think? They didn't look like themselves. Um, I, it, honestly, like really, the past three games I've watched Buffalo play, they they haven't really looked like themselves. Um, that first what seven minutes of the Cincinnati game, they looked terrible for one. Uh, before that game got ended, and then uh, God, I forget was it the Jets they played the week before that? But it was. Um, yeah, that, for, something's wrong up there. I, I feel like um, that's another team that needs to focus more on on getting a running game going. And that defense, I don't, I don't know what, I mean, what's going Tua, on there. Was Tua able to – it seems like Tua was able to move the ball on the cold. Yeah, it wasn't even Tua, man. That was, was Skylar Thompson. I mean, not, not Tua. I'm sorry, Skylar Thompson. Was he able to move the – it seemed like that – I thought the cold would affect him a little bit more being up there – where did he at play Buffalo, college at? I've never heard of that not, guy until the other day. That's a great question. Like I have no clue who he is, and I'm not. Uh, I'm sure I'm you're going to tell sure. me, and I'm going to be like, but "Oh it yeah, I'm a like complete that he moron." He was able to to move the ball on on their defense. I mean, Bruce Smith ain't walking through that door, people. Yeah, but man. I, I really like Ed Oliver. I think he's a he's a great little pass rusher. Oh, and that's right. He played at Kansas State. Kansas State. Okay. I heard that uh, during the broadcast. See, I feel like every quarterback that plays at Kansas State is the exact same. <laughs> yeah, kind of. <laughs> it seems that way. Um, but I, I don't know, man. They, um, I, f- I feel like Josh Allen. Something's going on with him, but he he's too good. He's going to get it together. I. I'm looking forward to the game against the Bengals. I, I feel like um, I don't no, know, maybe no, breaking not. down the film this weekend and just trying to figure it out. I I don't know if the locker room's a little screwed up over the Hamlin situation. If what what like what's going on there? Well, but. guess what? They're coming. Uh, they're they've got their worst nightmare coming in. I can assure you that. Yeah, I don't. I mean, go. dude, let's no, here we go. <laughs> here we but go. I'm gonna tell you right now that yes, uh the Bengals have some offensive line issues, like we said last last time. And and we're gonna break this down this uh game down when we start talking about the matchups coming up. But the the Bills better get their crap together. I mean, he is playing like base when I came back from the rainforest, he <laughs> Had turnovers and everything. I was like, what is going on? I mean, I really did not expect Miami to even have very many points in that game. And, and I'm that, not that passing game for, for Buffalo, um, you basically – like, what happened to Gabe Davis? Yeah. I thought, like, Gabe yeah. Davis is just nowhere what he finished off as. Like, he had some very, sparks earlier point. in the year, but good where's point. he been at? And then Cole Beasley – like it's a good thing they got him back on that team because he looked as good as any wide receiver they right. had that day. Yep. But other than Stephon Diggs, who catches way too much attention from defense, like you figure that somebody else on that offense for Buffalo would would, would come in and, and make a name for themselves. But I haven't really seen it yet. Like I really expected big things from Gabe Davis, and it's, it's not there. So what was uh, was he rushing a lot? I mean, was uh, was he was was. Was the quarterback rushing a lot? No, uh, no, not really. That's uh, not good. No, I, that's I what mean, I'm that's saying. What that, gets him in the flow? There was nothing about that 
that Bill's offense that looked orchestrated or planned or like anything was going to plan. Like, right, it, right. it just it, it looked looked to be a mess. Um, I feel like they're gonna get it worked out this weekend, but I don't know. So well, the Eagles. I mean, well, you got. I mean, it seems like that the Eagles probably, obviously, have the most important injury on these matchups coming up. And I'm reading that I heard that Hurts is a little more tender and injured than what people are saying on that shoulder. There's been a lot of chatter about that. And, um, I mean, worst case scenario, we get Gardner Minshew in the game. And we all want to see that. I mean, if there's not a backup quarterback that's more loved than that human being, I don't even know. But, yeah, Hurts. And he played great on, was that Thanksgiving? Yes. When they when they played yeah. uh mm-hmm. when they played uh Dallas? I, I think it was Dallas. They played Dallas one week. He played in two games where he started and Dallas was one of them. It I was a the holiday game. Yeah. And he played great. They mm-hmm. lost at the end. He won me a fantasy football championship. Well so. well let's <laughs> hit on this Bengals uh Ravens game. I mean, we all know what happened. I mean Hot Rod Huntley jumps four four uh <laughs> Four yards. Uh, I don't know what that play call was or what happened, but we all know that he was too far out to do what he wanted to do. Yeah, slightly. I mean, uh, well, Greg, <laughs> I mean, Greg Roman. That was a great he called game that, too. And they practiced that where you go low. He took it upon himself to go high with the ball, and I do not understand what the hell he was doing. I don't know. Sometimes you see that a lot and it works, but that was just too far out. That right. was, I, but I, if you're, if I'm giving the ball to J.K. Dobbins in that situation, uh, dude, I, Do- I, hey, the Dobbins way that he was running the ball game. that game, he like, a, yeah, we couldn't stop. You got to keep feeding him. Stop him. And he, I think he was pretty outspoken about that himself, wondering why. He didn't and Huntley, right. and I guess up. Greg Roman just got fired. Yes. Yeah. Uh, today. Yes, so. he did. Uh, but but I mean, you know, that game was the same old. Ravens Bengals matchup, but I love. I tell you what, when the Bengals are most dangerous, is when Burrow is not in the backfield by himself, and he is doing play action to Mixon and getting Mixon involved in the game. No, hold on. We can't just talk about how out of sync Buffalo's offense was, and then just praise Cincinnati because that offense was out of sync oh we were out of sync it was it was definitely out of sync we just as much sync. as bu- Buffalo and I'm sorry but Joe Mixon his pass protection can, oh, is, that, gets worse and worse well, every guess game what that's why sometimes that it's just Burrow back there and then you got to bring Samaj P Ryan in right and then right everybody knows what's but, happening but we are at our best when we have momentum and that is working and Mixon is running the ball you almost have to let him run. I think with these three offensive linemen out, involved in the game, you're going to see less and less of Mixon as as this off. You're more and more Piran as this offense is, which I know about. Piran can run the ball too. If they if they ran the ball with Piran more as opposed to just bringing him into pass protect, right? Like I feel like they they'd get a lot of yardage. Are those three starting offensive linemen officially out? Yeah. uh, Yeah. Yeah, they're they're banged up. So, um, but the defense is playing great for the Bengals. I, I tell you, except who's, for Eli Apple, who's obviously always a liability out there. But for the most part, they are uh, playing their tails off. 
And I really think the way – you know, it's kind of funny, this matchup. The Bengals are coming into Buffalo. Uh, they're both offenses are a little off sync maybe. But I do think that the Bengals defense is playing better than the Buffalo Bills defense is. Uh, Maybe recently, but you can't. I mean, how many points did they just give up Tyler Huntley and crew this past weekend? What was the score on that one? It was. Uh, I mean, it was uh, over 20-something. Yeah. So, I don't know. It was 24-17. Uh, 24, 24. That seems like a lot of points to give up to that offense. No, the – uh, the Bengals gave up 17. Oh, okay. So the Ravens yeah. only scored 17. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, that's and that's pretty good, really. I thought okay. Huntley played pretty good, too. But besides uh, the Huntley was fine. I, I'm going to tell you, he was not good. A fourth kid I want to talk about good. for Buffalo, he though. He was throwing the ball all over the place. No one could. I mean, it was, it was a mess. Hitting the ground. The rookie safety for Baltimore, Kyle Hamilton out of Notre Dame. That kid, he's incredible. Like, he was all over the place. He was making big plays. He was like gutsy gutsy plays like just ready to give it up and uh according to pro fantasy football or pro football focus um he's the highest ravens graded rookie defender in the past 16 years and if you think about that defense and the players that have come through there in the past 16 years Mm -hmm. i mean that's that kid's he played a great game Hey, let's hit on real quick. Obviously, the quarterback for the Ravens that did not play. Uh, I'm so sick of this topic. Lamar Jackson. I'm well, so well, burnt why? out on this, I haven't heard man. much of it except it's for – It's just nonstop. Every, you can't like even look at a billboard without them like talking about where Lamar Jackson is going to end up. And I truly and honestly believe he's going to be a Raven next year, well, and you, I don't even think what it's about, a thing. Well, what did you think about Michael Vick calling him out? Saying he should have played, should have First of all, up Michael Vick just doesn't need to call anybody out for exactly. anything. So, I'm sorry, but yeah, just keep your mouth shut, yeah, son. Exactly. Like, you, I know, well, you, you have to talk because he's he. that's his job. I get job, it, but, but you don't need to just throw out hot takes like that when you don't know the situation. You're not in that locker room. You don't know what's going on there. Right. And you I, don't know. I feel like Lamar's catching a lot of slander here for not traveling with the team and so on. I don't know if people realize or any of us even realize how bad he's actually hurt. Like well, they Michael Vick said he played with one. <laughs> uh, he played with an MCL sprain. Every MCL strain and and I'm obviously a complete moron, but I've listened to doctors on radio talk about Lamar Jackson all week and the type of injury this is and they say every single – it's like an ankle sprain. Every single one's different. You know what right. I mean? It's not like an ankle sprain. It's obviously way worse than an ankle sprain. But right. every injury is going to be a little different. Like a torn ACL is not just a torn ACL. There's tons of different types right. of tears or it. strains or what But it that comes can down to the money situation. Yeah. He didn't get his contract done. He doesn't have an agent. He should have got – he sh- maybe should have gotten it done, but he wanted to play it out for his teammates – play out through the season, and then he gets hurt. What do you want him to do? I mean, and he's hurt. And and they're going to franchise tag him next year, so this is not even a th- like a, a discussion. It seems like Harbaugh's the only guy on his side. No, I think his entire <laughs> locker room's on no, his side. the locker room I, Yeah, is, all, all his teammates. Else is against. If I'm going to listen to anybody in this situation, it's his head coach and his teammates, not some yo-yo on – ESPN that right. used to fight dogs. Right. You know right. what I mean? Like I'm with you. 
they're just trying to get ratings and clicks. But like Lamar's a good, loyal guy. Like people forget he played in that totally. bowl game. He played in that bowl game oh, yeah. when he was going to be a first round draft pick. Yeah. You know, and this was not a big bowl game. This was the Music City Bowl. I don't think there's many loyal guys to his teammates that you'll was that ever the Gator find Bowl? One. out there than, than Lamar Jackson. Yeah. He has not gotten his career money yet, folks. I just feel like I He's can't turn the playing. TV on How or the radio on. How been in the league? What? Five. I mean, five, and he still mm. hasn't gotten his career money yet. I mean, and he's I, not probably not going to get. I know it. that he doesn't have this agent well, that's going to go out and do it, and he handles it a different no, way. No, Deshaun Watson screwed it up. Or the Cleveland Browns ownership screwed it up more than more than anything because they they gave Deshaun Watson that guaranteed contract, fully guaranteed. When you do that, that's why all the other owners were pissed. Right. Because when you do that, a guy like Lamar Jackson, these next quarterbacks that are coming up, they're like, Set hey, the precedent. I have actually done more in my career than that guy, and he got that. I want that contract. Exactly. And that's what he's trying to get, and I don't blame him because he has an MVP. Deshaun Watson has never gotten an MVP. No, well, he ain't so, done shit. No, well, he was terrible this year. Deshaun Watson's had some good years. I don't want to hate on a guy because he likes getting weird massages. But, but. <laughs> I mean. I do. <laughs> I mean, he's a creep, but at the end of the day, he's a good football player, and I'm that's what I'm talking on. Like, I wouldn't hang out with the guy, but. Right. Uh, maybe he can go to LSU sex parties that you guys still well, don't believe was, happened. Oh my lord! <laughs> but well, that was all. So I mean, Travis, what do you think? Should we? Uh, do we have anything else to say on any of the, uh, of the games that already happened this weekend? Um, Matt, you got anything? I was just uh, again. I'll reiterate that I thought, uh, and I haven't watched a ton of Tampa Bay Buccaneer football this year. He's done. Um, but boy. Brady looked old and slow and like here's here here's something that I did notice and I think I might have texted this I don't remember if I texted it to you guys or to a couple of my other friends but it was the first time I can ever remember watching Tom Brady and I could literally I mean you, I could tell that he was doing anything to not get hit it's exactly what I said, Travis. Like he has does not have that same willingness to sit in the pocket to get that last second yeah. pass. Yeah. When it, like that's one thing that was his mo really is yeah. what made him what he sure. was. He would sit back there and get that ball out like so quick and take that last right. second hit. How many times did he hit Edelman Instead and just taking four five steps? He would take three. Bam. Well, it's not gone. that. He could have took eight, but like whenever guys were and you he could it's almost like he could sense it when he was about to get hit and he would release that ball. And where's all these other knucklehead receivers? His though? his arm talent is still there. I mean, I mean he can still throw the ball. Six foot five my, I mean, where are these other guys at to catch the ball to get open? Well, and that's what kind of what I we're mean, talking about. They, they they're not having enough time to get open because Brady's getting hit and throwing the ball away quicker than he should. I know, but I mean, I don't know. Last time I checked, if you're six five. <laughs> Well, you can't just go but take three steps and just chuck it in the air and hope I the six five guy gets it. They have any connection whatsoever, dude. Oh, it was it just two weeks ago? He had like two hundred and thirty receiving yards and like three touchdowns. Yeah. So I mean, there's still a connection there. And then you got Chris Godwin on the other side of the ball. Like, <laughs> he's a good wide receiver, man. Um, that's a better receiving core than a lot of the teams that are still left in the playoffs. 
Tampa Bay skipped in against every team. They won barely just to crawl in there. I, I agree, but I, I don't blame that on Mike Evans is, is kind of what I'm getting at. Um, I, I think he's a good receiver. I, like Travis was saying, like you can't throw your receivers open when you're not going to sit in that pocket and, and wait for think, him to get open. Where do you think open. Brady's going to go? You're rushing it to, to get to him. Where do you think he's going to go? He needs to go to the announcer's booth. Like he say, doesn't need to play football anymore. Vegas. I, I don't say, think he's going to play anymore. I think he knows that he doesn't want to get hit anymore. He needs to follow, um, oh, uh, Cliff Kingsbury to Thailand, buy himself a one-way ticket, dude. Did you guys hear that? No. Did you see the girl he's in Thailand with? Uh, they. they <laughs> She's like this Polish supermodel, dude. They asked. Uh, they asked somebody. Uh, it was on like an NFL insider or something, and somebody was asking about his future plans. Yeah, and he know, said, uh, I, "I don't, not, I don't care about football. I've got a one way ticket to Thailand right now." Yeah, he literally told yeah. the reporter, "He said, don't expect me back anytime soon. I got a one way ticket to Thailand." Yeah, <laughs> nice. with, with a um, Polish supermodel. So I mean, I may have seen him in the airport. You the guy just won life. I don't know. He's getting paid for five years to not do anything. Yeah, like right. they're they're going to pay it's him beautiful. for five years. Well, I, I kind of want him to be Bama's offensive coordinator. I mean, would you want to go live in Tuscaloosa or and hang out in Thailand and deal with Nick Saban I was every day? Say, yeah, you got to work for Saban in Polish Tuscaloosa. supermodel. You don't want to work Thailand. for the best ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm taking Thailand, buddy. He'd probably have to take a big old pay cut too. There's probably there's some <laughs> sort of absolutely some sort of a clause in his contract for if he gets if another he job. gets another job. Oh, yeah, well, Miss Terry will take that supermodel under her wing and take and, her and to then the what? Vine store. Teach her how to make dumplings. <laughs> Chicken and dumplings. Chicken and dumplings. <laughs> oh god! All right. Well, that's enough about Brady. All right, uh, but uh, honestly, all, all said and done, I honestly I think he retires. I think uh, I would be willing to bet that he retires. My bet is he's heading to Vegas. Vegas is drafting Will Levis. I thought that's who the Colts were going to get. No, the Colts are going to get well, Bryce Chris Ballard Young. Is dumb enough to to do Travis, that. Travis, the Colts are going to get Bryce Young. That's who you should want. Where did he play at? Alabama. Oh, okay. Never heard of him. <laughs> Heisman Trophy winner. He's in the Heisman oh, you want a House Heisman? right now. They give those to everybody He's nowadays. in the Heisman House right now as we speak. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> See, tying Lamar's shoes for him. Oh, God. Make sure that uh, we hit on this Bengals-Bills right. uh, game last. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Hey. Let's go so we're going to go one first. best Keep. game to worst game? No. <laughs> Here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna I'm going to uh, hold out to the last two to go to your two teams. We're gonna okay. start. Uh, we're gonna start with the uh, with the last game of the weekend. We're gonna start with Dallas at San Francisco. I was just telling Tuna that I'm kind of a sucker for the nostalgia of the game. It reminds oh, yeah. me of when I was a little kid. Me too. It reminds me of when I was, you know. Late high school, early college days. Uh, you have the catch. You have T.O. standing on the star. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That, was, that was a little bit later on, but yeah. Alvin Harper with the big play at the end of one of those games. Um, 
49ers are uh, a four-point favorite right now. Uh, Tuna, how do you see that game going? Man, I just keep waiting for the market to adjust itself on Brock Purdy. He he made a lot of mistakes, but I feel like his team and his coach, Kyle, Kyle Shanahan has a way of simplifying things for quarterbacks so well to where I feel like almost any quarterback could come into that system and be productive. I feel like if he has enough pressure on him, at some point the kid's going to start feeling the pressure, and I'm waiting on that to happen. I don't know if it'll be this week or next week against Philly. Um. Giant or the the Dallas defense looks pretty good. They're going to have a little tougher go against an offensive line. I feel like the 49ers defense is good enough to win this game on their own. And if you can just get Kittle involved and McCaffrey, those two can eat any team up. So I I have a hard time seeing Dallas stay in this one too much, but you never know, man, because Dallas has talent back there. And Tony Pollard can get loose. CeeDee Lamb's a, a great I think the 49ers' weakest area of their team is their uh, defensive backfield. And I think CeeDee Lamb and some of those guys can get open. I can CD. see that. But do you trust Dak to, like, throw the ball enough to win the game well, for Well, that he's going to have some people after him all over the place. Absolutely. And, he, you know, he, he has the game, like, the game before the last one where he looked awful, and then he had this game, or uh, this past game. So, But I'm with you. I think the key to beating San Francisco is you have to go over the top because right. their linebackers and yeah, their, their, not, their front seven yeah, is too good. No, you're not. And if you can extend the ball out, and I don't know if Dak's the quarterback to extend the ball out for like, like that. What's the weakest part of Dallas's defense, in your opinion? See, I, 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 mean, I'd, I think I'd it's say, the linebackers. I don't know. I, I kind of like that linebacking core. Um, yeah, yeah I, I do. Um, secondary, one side – Safety one well, side. I know corner. you don't like him. Yeah. Now uh, uh, Diggs. Yeah. Uh, Trevon Diggs <laughs> on the other side. Not Quandre. Is obviously a all pro. Yeah, absolutely. But I, but uh, no, I know how, and I know what you're talking about on the other side. That, mm -hmm. that guy does play Eli Apple style football. Well, that in that um, Kelvin Joseph. His last name, I think it's Joseph. Boss yeah. man, fat. He was he played at LSU and transferred and played at UK. Oh, really? Yeah, Kelvin Joseph. Yeah, no he's way. he's terrible. Um, he was one of the he's a top recruit or whatever. Went to LSU. Well, anytime someone from LSU that was a top recruit that's a cornerback that transfers mm -hmm. to an SEC school, they're awful. Mm. Eli Ricks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. And he's coming to a team near you. But honestly, you don't want it. Uh, Eli Ricks aside, going back into this game, I, I think the Niners win this one. I don't say it's super easy, but I, I, I think it's it's definitely a win. And that four point spread seems low to me. Uh, it really does to me, and, and I it agree. Might, it's kind of trappy, which kind of scares me about it. It is trappy because you want those That's spreads that are like. Three or six, and some of these spreads in these games are like like the Bills Bengals is weird too. Five and a half. Like Odd Sharks has this weird... as a predicted score of twenty six point six to seventeen point nine in favor of the Forty uh, ers I just think the 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 Dallas. I think the Forty ers have momentum, team momentum, mm -hmm. 
it seems like everything's been a little easier for them. I don't think they've had as many had to to sweat out these games. I mean, but the, I'm not saying Dallas didn't just drum this last game, but up in that booth when Cut. they're clapping and Jerry Jones and them, and it was almost like a. Oh, I didn't we even won one. I didn't even mention you Debo know? Samuels back to like full one hundred percent. He looked to, good. Yeah, so Debo I mean, yeah. let's go through those uh, the, the weapons There's that they just have. No up there. matchups. They you have Brandon Ayuk. You have who yeah. has been great. Yeah, Debo Samuels, George Kittle. They, they, um, they've got was it Justin Wilson there. or Jeff Wilson Jr. Jeff Wilson Jr. And then uh, no wait no Christian no, McCaffrey. No, they don't have Jeff Wilson Jr. Went to the Dolphins. Yeah, he's with the Dolphins. Um. Who's the other little running back they got up there? Oh, uh, anyway, he's come in and looked really well, like since he's came back and got healthy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I yeah, I, they have, they just have too many weapons. And then if Brock Purdy, all he has to do is not screw up and not turn the ball over, and I feel like they're on a tear for the Super Bowl. All right, good call. I agree with you, Travis. What do you think? You like the Forty ers in that one or Dallas? Uh, I like San Francisco in that. Do you? <clears throat> I think, like you guys were saying, I think just the sheer amount of offensive weapons uh, will be too much for Dallas to overcome. And I still don't trust Dak back-to-back <laughs> to play the way he did last week. Not at all. Uh, he's going to be getting pressure in his face the entire ball game. Uh Early spoiler alert, I am taking uh, San Francisco as one of my bets for the week. Good deal. Um, moving on. Real to, quick, before yep, we get on sure. that, we're, t- we're talking about uh, quick bets and easy. On that game, Brett Maher right now to miss an extra point is a plus 250 bet. Really? Yeah. For Dallas? For Dallas. Now, if there's no attempts... Then if they just go for two all game, then it's a wash. You get your money back. It's a avoided ticket. But right now, plus two fifty seems like great odds. Damn, yeah, love that because it's in his head right now. Yep. And now that they just brought in another kicker, Tristan, whatever his name is from uh, the practice squad, they they bringing him up to an active roster for an insurance policy. So that's even more pressure on Maher. A kicker looking over your back is really bad. <laughs> So, all right. Um, now let's jump into the uh, into the late game on Saturday. Uh, the upstart New York Giants against the number one seed Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles uh, coming into that game at home as a seven and a half point uh, favorite. Let Freddie. Let's start with you on this one. Uh, what do you see in this ball game? Well. First of all, you got to talk about the injury. We've already hit on a little bit on that, but Jalen Hurts definitely has a tender shoulder. Uh, he is, uh, I mean, obviously they're going to be trying to attack that situation. Um, the Giants have really impressed me uh, under pressure situations. We've, we've kind of hit on Dabo. Uh, we've hit on how uh McKinney's playing some of the uh the the line what about your uh the guy from uh the 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 guy that came out of Oregon uh or came out of Baylor that guy I mean he's playing lights out what's his name Thibbet oh uh Thibbet Thoreau yeah Thoreau 
Uh, God, that guy is a Thibodeau. Gonna be, Thibodeau. He's going to be a handful for years to come. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the edge rush. Yeah, edge rush. I think that the Giants are a little thin at linebacker. Um, and I don't know. I mean, I do see that the obviously they won by twenty. I think twenty two last time they played. Mm-hmm. I think the Eagles did give them a little drumming. Uh, but the Giants, you know, they started off what four and zero, and then they kind of went through some some uh, tough times uh, there in the middle of the the season there, where you, right. where you just this but, is blowout but, but, city. But I'm tell this you isn't right no, nah, it's blowout city. You it's, really think it, so? if you've got plans Saturday night, go on and do them. Don't tell your girlfriend or your wife that you can't do dinner because there's football playoff on. Go to dinner, enjoy your life because this game's not going to be worth watching. I really think that Philly. Coming off the bye week. Tuna, I'm taking the Giants. Well, that's your money, man. You can – ooh. Um, I don't know about that. But uh, – I mean I – don't, I, don't, I don't see this game being close at all. Like, this is a 20-point game. Um, I, it, it's just not there. Especially off of bye week. If there's ever a time where a bye week means more than anything, it's playoff football. At the end of the season, getting everybody healthy and ready to go. And Philly just has too much to go with them. I, I can't see it. That it, it's not going to be there. They they can't. Philly's defensive front. Saquon can't is not going to be able to move the ball. Danny's not going to get out and run the way that he did before. I, I just have a hard time seeing where the Giants' points are going to come from. And Philly, even if Jalen Hurts is a little bit banged up, and then Gardner Minshew has to come in, we all know that he's a service, serviceable backup. And if you go back and look at the Forty ers game, it's the same thing with him. Where all he you has tell to me do the Eagles are going to shut down Saquon Barkley. Yes, all he has to take the prop under on that, and oh my God, this sounds like the bet you made last week that you lost. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> probably so. Remember, didn't you say the Cowboys were going to get drummed? The good thing is, is that I won't have to watch me lose my money because I'll be out to dinner. <laughs> I'm just, yeah, I hope. Yeah, well, uh, I hope you're having eagle. Yeah, I don't know, man. I just I feel like this is blowout city. It's the the writing's on the wall. Dude, I I understand that the wide receivers are definitely uh, a little, you know, they're a little short. They're that that Slay and some of those guys can shut them down for the Eagles. It's definitely going to be harder. But I think the Giants have something with them that the Eagles don't have, and that is no pressure. Yes, they're from New York. Big deal. They weren't supposed to be here. Uh-huh. Dude, they were not supposed to be here. They've already won their first playoff game. The, the The Giants were supposed to be rebuilding or losing with Saquon Barkley. I mean, I don't get it. I just Dude, you don't have I, to convince me. Convince yourself because you're the one that's putting the money on it. All right. I'm putting money okay. on the Giants. Take the Giants. I'm going to tease them up to about nine. <laughs> Why are you teasing them, man? All this all this hype you were building them up I'll with. take the Giants straight up. That a boy. That's what I like to hear. In Philly. That a boy. In Philly. <laughs> we take it. I'm oh, in you, Philly. I'm I impressed said- with the I, – I, 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 what can <laughs> I say? I'm, I'm impressed with the way that the Giants mm-hmm. have been able to handle themselves throughout the season. They've had ups and downs. They started high. I'm willing to low, make a bet right now that up. that is the biggest point differential game of the weekend. Ooh, I like it. Yeah. I'm also going to tell you that Xavier McKinney is going to make a game-changing play in that game. What are the stakes going to be, boys? I don't know. 
Speaking of steaks, how about that? A steak? Yeah. You gonna cook me one? Well, you want you'd rather have one of mine cooked than go to a restaurant. Wouldn't yeah, you? <laughs> that's what I'm thinking. You are a good cook, man. You could throw a steak together. All right, mate. We'll we'll figure it out, but we'll let everybody know what happens. I tell you what, that that's what we'll do. If if and I'm right, if I'm right, you go to Frank's and get us two big old ribeyes. And if I'm uh, right, then um, or if I'm right, you go get us two ribeyes. If you're right, I'll go get us two ribeyes from Frank's. All right. Well, that that'll work. Travis is like, where's my? <laughs> Yeah. yeah. We'll get Travis a... Um, we'll get you in there. Yeah, we'll get you a steak. I'll get a chopped... A chopped I can't believe we're making bets sirloin. on... Yeah, yeah, we're making bets on Chicken steak, and breast. we haven't even gotten to our two teams yet. What right. the hell's going on here? And uh, that brings us to uh, Tuna's beloved Kansas City Chiefs, the one seed in the AFC, against the up-and-coming fighting Jacksonville Jaguars. The Chiefs open as an eight-and-a-half-point favorite um, at Arrowhead. Um, Fred, do you have anything you want to start with? Because I'm going to let... Well, yeah, Matt, uh, Tuna's going to dominate this one. I think but, you're going to be surprised about but, but what I'm I have gonna, to say I'm going to tell you right now, I do feel like that the Jags are way more worn down than the Giants are after their comeback. Going into Arrowhead... I'm just going to turn it over to you, dude, because I'm betting. I would bet every prop bet on the Chiefs on this one. Talk about waiting and resting. I think this is a way easier waiting and resting win for the Chiefs than I think that the Eagles, who have media pressure on them, asking about Jalen Hurts, this, that, and the other. It just seems like a much different game. That uh, That's the only reason why I feel somewhat comfortable is Andy Reid's record coming off of a bye week. Uh, there's no coach that's better than him coming off of a bye week. Um, I don't like this matchup at all. Uh, really? I don't. Not one bit. Um, I feel like our linebackers have not played good football at all recently. And um, Evan Ingram – can get out on us. Christian Kirk's a great little wide receiver. Um, I don't, I don't, I think that we're going to be able to score. That's not an issue. I think Kansas city's offense will never be in question. It's more or less the way that our defense plays. And we're going to have to get consistent pressure on Trevor Lawrence. And we have not proven to do that up until really the last game of the season, which was a, pointless game against the Raiders yeah that's true and, you haven't uh, had a so I see this could end up being a, gate, a shootout I, I come out slow out of the gate maybe I don't think we'll come we'll, what our defense our, our offense yeah. I don't think will be an issue I think this is just going to be trading punches back and forth right right so yeah I don't know um is Butker healthy Butker's <laughs> fine man you're always worried about butt kicker <laughs> butt kicker's just fine but Andy Reid is going to have a game plan together. He always does coming off of a bye week. Um, it's like Rick Pitino in the Sweet 16s. You, Dude, you, just you can't all have him. so many weapons. I mean, is no, Hardman no. Who? healthy? Who? who? Is McCole Hardman no, healthy? No, he's not going to play. He's not playing. So, like, I, I keep hearing that. But who are the Chiefs' weapons? Like, Jarek McKinnon has kind of come out of nowhere and been productive. Totally. Um, Juju Smith-Schuster is just of the a, game. We've Jarek got McKinnon. Patrick Mahomes. Um, and Kelsey. Kelsey, Travis Kelsey, and 
a bunch of dudes. Marquez Valdez Scanling, Juju Smith Schuster. I think well they're uh, they're decent they're decent yeah. wide receivers, but none of them scare you at all. Hell, Pacheco could, scares could, me more than they do. Kadarius Tony could could be something. I I was actually thinking about this the other day when I was thinking about uh some of those Peyton Manning Colts teams and I mm-hmm. was because I was I was thinking about that when I was looking at the Kansas City receiving core. And I was like, man, Peyton Manning made a lot of regular dudes. Yep. Made people think, man, those guys are great or really good receivers. When they really weren't, it was Peyton Manning was making. That's what Patrick Mahomes. He had his Reggie Wayne, though. Yes. Yeah. Well, and like I think that, and I mean, look, a couple of years ago when, or last year, whenever it was, when Tyreek Hill was still there. Mm-hmm. And those guys, that was a little bit different. What I find fascinating is he actually, Mahomes, threw for more yards and more touchdowns this year than he did with with Tyreek Hill last year. Right. So that shows that he's an adaptable quarterback. Like I said, offense is never really in question for me just because of him. But what I was what I was bringing up was when when Freddie was talking about all the weapons offensively that Kansas City has, and they just don't. Like, that is not a loaded – like, when you look at that roster – Compare like we we listed off San Francisco earlier. Christian right. McCaffrey, yep. Debo Samuel, uh, Kittle and Kelsey even smosh. I'd even put maybe we don't have a receiver that can compare to uh, Brandon Ayuk. So I, I don't know. I'm curious to see what Andy Reid draws up for Kadarius Tony. That's something to look at. And if you want to talk props in this game, I think the best prop bet out there. You don't is, like McKinnon uh, going first touchdown. Uh, maybe I may bet that, but I, I'm gonna the big prop that I like is Travis Etienne, um, under three catches. He hasn't had oh. he hasn't had more than four receptions. That's a good bet. He's played 18 career NFL games and has never caught four in any of them. I I, I don't see that happening in this one. That's that's a good bet. Yeah. I really like that number, and I want to get that before that goes lower. So, and I could do that, and then also I want to throw in a, a Travis Kelsey um, prop bet. I believe it was sitting somewhere. Uh, yeah, hold on, here we go. I had this marked down. It was I mean, uh, it was ninety four and a half receiving yards, and you take the over, which he has done that in forty one percent of his games. And um, Jacksonville allows the second most um, yardage to tight ends. Okay. So, and I think that's actually gotten lower. I think it's somewhere around 85 now. It was 94 when I made my notes. Uh, hey, I, I think that Jacksonville is going to be definitely a little winded, a little beat up. You know me, I'm more of a mm-hmm. feel guy. I like to feel momentum. I think all these games are about momentum and this, that, and the other. And I do feel like that the Jags are going to come in not scared, but I'm going to tell you, if if the, the, the main cog in this ship uh, that's going to get it started is the fans in Kansas City, that stadium is going to be rocking, and they're going to need it. They're going to need it, and I think that will uh, hurt Jacksonville to a certain extent, just the noise in there. And I believe Trevor Lawrence just made a comment um, about 
how the fans in Jacksonville were louder than Arrowhead. Oh, not so, good. LOL. Yeah. Not good. Yeah, he's, uh, I'm he, telling you, that will screwed. make a huge difference. It's going to yeah. be so fun. I'm so excited for that game to watch this this gritty Jacksonville team go into Arrowhead. I think it's, it's going to be, be a, it's going to be a lot t- it's, it's going to be a lot closer game than what people think. Too, you know like hey, the Jags have worked their ass off to get there. They've earned it, but let's see what they got. Yeah, they're going for sure. up against uh, That's a the good best young team in the league in And opinion. like I've I've mentioned before, they're adding Kelvin or Calvin Ridley to that roster next season. That that's going to be a really good Jacksonville team. Well, good luck to you. Chief. The AFC is just luck, a scary, Chief. scary conference when you think about those teams in there. Yeah. Good luck, Chief. That a boy. <laughs> just wait till five years from now when the Colts are good again. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that brings us to uh, the game of the weekend. Some might say it is. It is the game of the weekend. Uh, Cincinnati going into Buffalo. Uh, Buffalo as a five and a half point favorite, uh, picking up where the uh, Monday night game, well, not literally, but uh, a, a rematch of the Monday night game uh, that was uh, postponed. Um, Tuna, I'm going to start with you. Damn right, Jar. I'm going to start with you. Uh, you give any thoughts you have, and then we'll throw it over to uh, Freddie for what I'm sure is to be a uh, a short, succinct breakdown of the game. Yeah. All right. I'm really concerned about this game, and it's not the outcome or or, or that. It's it's Joe Burrow's health. Um, <laughs> what? I, I don't know. He's got garbage men out blocking for him this week. Uh, I, I don't know how he's going to stay on his feet. Like is he is he gonna be okay? Like I mean, I don't know. Since I feel like Buffalo get the the Chicago eighty five Bears defensive line. I'm, I feel like Cincinnati needs to bring like six quarterbacks up to like on the active roster just because you guys are gonna be changing them in and out throughout <laughs> the course Anderson's of the game. Still alive, yeah, baby. Bring him in. Strap Boomer up. Um, what? What's Who um, else you want? Oh, uh, how about a Banks, how about Banks, a Keely wait, wait. Smith? Yeah, Keely, that's the kid I was thinking of. Where's he at? Jeff, uh, Jeff uh, Blake, Blake, Blake was yeah, Jeff good. Blake. Yeah. He was a hell, what's Carson Palmer up Slinger. to? He had to hit some good he's years. Out, well, he's a hell. He's in. Uh, how about he, David Klingler? Dude, <laughs> Paul, oh yes, baby, David Klingler. Uh, but you're gonna need them all, man. The one boy's with Kingsbury down in there in Bangladesh or wherever you're talking about. Uh, I, I think no, uh, it's all seriousness. I think this is really. I, I'm all chalk this weekend. I think the Bills are gonna win this game, and that's not just because I hate Cincinnati, which I do, but severely. But he likes that chili. If you think about it, the. Bengals didn't look good last week. the The Bills didn't look Dude, good last week. The Bengals were in a battle against a team that they played back to back, who have been in that situation for a couple years. Uh, yes, they didn't have Lamar Jackson, but if everyone any else, other quarterback hey, in the NFL else was starting that game. Then you sat out, and then they, they, they win that smack. game. All those Ravens defenders were talking smack the whole game. We're back. We sat out that game. Here we are. What are you going to do? And Burrow sits over there on the bench with nothing on except his jersey, and he's like, "When do I come back in?" and 
and dominate these dudes. And then they all come and hug him like he's a teddy bear at the end of the game. Like, dude, you're the real deal. You're the real deal. Well, guess what? <laughs> the Ravens, I'm going to tell you right now, the Ravens talk more shit crap in that game. Shit crap. Especially the defenders. And they all got beat a second time. We didn't beat you once. We beat you back to back, boy. All right, the fact that you leave that game feeling that positive about it I says do. all I need to hear. Momentum. Like, that is just – dude. Well, you guys, think, the Bengals fans are think, new to the NFL. This isn't Buffalo, college. Welcome to how big guys play football. Do like, you not this think is, Buffalo that played at home looked this like – This isn't Bama. Do you not think Buffalo that played at home looked like dog shit against Skyler uh, – Skyler – if Skylar Thompson was quarterbacking for the Ravens, they beat you guys. Oh, my gosh. His name's Skylar. Like, you can't – a quarterback named Skylar obviously has to be good. Well, you, the Chiefs got a Skylar, and he don't do nothing. Uh, it's Sky. There's no lure. Oh, Sky Green. Sky. Okay. <laughs> Dude, let me tell you something. Higgins is healthy. Chase is healthy. Chase is hungry. Higgins is hungry. Guess who else is starting to come to the party going, Hurst. hey, Tyler guess Boyd. who I am? I know. Hayden Hurst. And Tyler coming Boyd. Coming to the party. You Tyler guys Boyd. have so many weapons but dude, and offensively. You, and you know what's funny? We have all the weapons and our defense is what's playing better. That's what's scary. I'm telling you, man, Bates the third, all our ends, mm. Hendrickson. I mean, all these guys, they're playing great football. The only person I was mad at in that game was our kicker, Scooter, because he missed an extra point like an idiot, and he shouldn't. Evan he's, McNasty. He's, he's that good. But I'm telling you. He didn't miss I, four. No, he didn't miss four. But uh, I wouldn't I, be too high up on that. I don't understand. I mean, the Bengals win sloppy. I mean, I just Which, think you're it, a little nervous no, that, that we're shows coming me, to get you. I'm more worried about the Jaguars than I am even thinking about playing Buffalo next week. Look, we if we play Buffalo, we have to go to Atlanta to play Buffalo. If you guys win, you come to Arrowhead. Mm. I would just assume the Bengals win that game. So, I I don't know. I, Can I have a news flash in here that Mattress uh Mattress Mike. Mattress Mike just placed a bet on the Cowboys to beat the 49ers 2 million. Well, <laughs> well, and, that's nothing for him, right? And, and, well, he sells those mattresses and like gives them away if he loses the bet or something or wins the bet. Like I, it's I do have another It's all marketing gimmick. I like, do have another He thing. just does it just to move the lines. I man. do have a cra <laughs> a crazy streak. Speaking of good quarterback playing everything, and you know what my nickname is for the Jaguars quarterback, Selson Blue. He's more like a Pantene guy. Uh Selson Blue, do you know that there is a stat going around that he's never lost a game on Saturday? I actually yeah. did see that in high school, college, in the NFL. I mean, what he, what a, he play this, like this, one this, one game on Saturday in, in in high school? Like, come on, it's Friday night well, football. I, I get, I get it. But, Friday night. But, I mean, good for him for that. But he's also what Owen Owen two against the Chiefs, and I think that he is. Uh, guess who's three and zero? Oh what against is he? The I think he's four and sixteen. <laughs> hey Travis, who's three and zero oh against on. the Chiefs? No, that's not all time. That's just like Joe recent. Burrow. But hang on to that. <laughs> hang on to that energy. But 
He, I think he's four and sixteen in games where it's thirty-five degrees or lower. Which, by the way, <laughs> that's a great stat. Which, by the way, we're expecting snow in Kansas City. Oh, I know. So it's going to be frosty for for him. It I, is. I don't, I don't know. And like I said earlier, I'm very concerned about the Jaguars. This is not a pushover game, but okay, we'll see. I I, I wish I was as confident as the Chiefs as you were in the Bengals. Well, Man. that's because we're underdogs and you're not. So, Fred, do you think that uh, do you think that Cincinnati wins the game outright? I, I I think Cincinnati continues on. Can I tell you what the computers say? I think Cincinnati Please. wins by a field goal last the, second. The computers say Bills twenty eight point one, Bengals seventeen point seven. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I'm with you. I'm a numbers guy. I have to go with the numbers, man. I hear your numbers. Sorry. Um, sorry, Sam Hubbard and DJ Reader. I, I think DJ Reader, uh, you're naming the big dogs. <laughs> I mean, if I had to bet that game, which I'm not going to, but if I had to bet that game, I would probably take the Bengals in the five and a half. Yeah, I'm definitely doing that. Yeah. I, I wouldn't. The, the, I wouldn't touch the, the spread the, in that game. The past Bengals playoffs teams have nothing to do with the last two years. This is a new regiment. I think the bet of the weekend, and I'm going to pull that up here in a minute. If you just go chalk money line across the board with the four games, you take Chiefs, Eagles, Bills, and Niners. I I like all these teams to win this weekend. That might be worth the bet, honestly. Let's find out. But anyway. See, I'm going Chiefs, Giants, Bengals, Niners. The Giants. Okay. That's our uh that's our big uh stake bet. So, yeah, it's our yeah. stake bet. Because you're you you know well, the Bengals isn't worth arguing for you because you know we're coming for you again. Look, you're so hung up on us, man. And I mean, I think that's cute and all, but well, I'm not hung up on you. We beat you last time. Hell, we beat you I the think last three you times. You spend more time talking about I, the Chiefs than you do the Bengals over the course of the season. Like, I mean, I, mean, I get it. We're your Super Bowl get every the year. Danos, Kansas City. Okay, <laughs> Cal. Yeah, I mean, we are. We're we're the Bengals Super Bowl. Like, I don't know, dude. All your fan base was all get passed out, out on Nyquil all day. Ronald McDonald, yellow and red suit. They were all out huffing paint, man. Like <laughs> they showed the Cincinnati fans, and they all had like chrome on their face. They were like what? like huffing gasoline from like the parking lot. <laughs> like I don't even know what was going on in that Whatever stadium. Whatever it takes to get ready. Whatever <laughs> yeah, I guess it takes so, to man. get ready. Like they, they, people tried to leave the stadium, and all their gas was out of their cars, and they're just passed <laughs> out. People wearing tiger stripes on the floor. Like I don't That's <laughs> what happens in the jungle, baby. Yeah. I guess, man. That's Come why on. Ravens fans were talking smack. They were matter of fact, this I think I think Burroughs had it for a Super Bowl. He was in a Super Bowl last year and he's he didn't do nothing. For another one. He ruined it no, last year. No, he lost on the last play of the game. Ruined it. Terrible Super Bowl because he was in it. No, they should have handed it is off there to a Mixon. More odd guy than Joe Burrow. Like, why is he so weird? He's not weird. He's very He's cocky and plain. But I, I don't think and he's I cocky. And I love that. I he wears feel a like fur he's... coat and a bucket lit hat and a cigar, and that's all he needs. He's very he rain man accessories. 
He don't need accessories. No, no, no. He, you know what I love he, about you know what? him? When he, he sits said, on the right side of the bench. Freddie, 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 chill. Field, I'm taking over. I'm going to keep talking until you shut up. How many times Let have tell- you seen these quarterbacks look at all Freddy. these printouts and shit? Manning and, and Tom Brady are looking at all these Mute him, papers coming out and all these. Mute him. They're He's all done coming for. out. And you know what? You know what Ort Joe does? He comes out and he sits over on that side with his with his just just his hair and him, and he just sits there and looks straight ahead, like, "Tell me when I'm up." Rain Man, very Rain Man s. You know he doesn't even dress himself. He said he has no idea how to pick clothes out. <laughs> Jamar Chase has to come and lay his clothes out for him. That's because he's ordinary Joe. That's so weird to me. He's an odd guy, man. Yeah, he's very simple. He wins and kicks ass, and that's it. He's the guy that we're going to find out has major skeletons in his closet. And I'm talking like maybe real skeletons in his closet when when all said and done. You know who else uh, claimed he couldn't dress himself for like the first 15 years of his NFL career? Peyton Manning. He said he ah. had to have somebody come and lay his clothes out for him because he didn't know what to wear. Maybe they're colorblind. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like he just looks like the mannequin at Dillard's. Like, just, like <laughs> he does. It's, He's very white. He doesn't yeah, have like, no tan. He well, just he wears the Cincinnati. plaid button up and down, tucks it into his khakis, and no, goes about he his business. Tuck. He's an untucker. I'm talking about Peyton. Oh. Joe Burrow. Looks- Burrow wears a fur coat, a bucket hat, and a cigar. See, That's I, all he needs a gangster. I think he doesn't realize how stupid he looks. Jamar Chase does it just to mess with him. He's like, yeah. I'm going to dress him Good in God. the weirdest Broadway stuff that Joe I can. Joe did that laying by a pool and everyone thinks he's God. He wore pantyhose, man. <laughs> all right. And not to rob a bank. All right. That is awesome. <laughs> I love it. Um, <clears throat> we will uh, get back to the NFL here uh, at the end when we officially. Uh, One thing on NFL, real quick. Yep, it's starting to look like uh, it's a done deal where Sean Payton will be in Denver. Mm. Apparently, Russell Wilson has reached out to him. It's going to be between twenty to twenty-five million a year. What? Yep. When Russell Wilson reaches For out the coach, to you, you're head in coach. trouble. Sean Sean Payton, not Peyton Manning. Yeah, I know, but twenty yeah. million a year? Twenty to twenty five million a year. Oh my God. That's a desperation toss. And that's incredible. And why would you want to coach in the AFC West? I'd do it for twenty, twenty five million a year. Well, and then if you fail, then you're just hanging out with Cliff Kingsbury with Polish supermodels in Thailand. Yeah. Like I've said it before on, on, on this podcast. The greatest job in the United States is fired football coach. Yeah. <laughs> or basketball coach or any coach. Yeah, any really, coach, any really. coach. Yeah. <laughs> fired coach or fired CEO at that matter. Those yeah, severance right. packages those guys get, yeah. if you just work one year as a, as a CEO of some company, you give yourself a big $45 million bonus. job is a uh, hired analyst at University of Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they, hardly, they get paid hardly anything, and they're embarrassed because they were fired and brought on to try to do better. That's the worst job. Under the guy you Next all week, think is is the meanest. Next week, I'm putting a chalkboard right next to me. And every time Bama gets mentioned, I'm going to put a, a, ding. A, a ding on there. And then we'll, before the show, we'll take a guess 
on over or under a certain number. As a matter of fact, our, our listeners could possibly play a drinking game <laughs> oh, where you take a drink every time Fred brings up Alabama you know in I'm, a situation unrelated to Alabama. You know what it's I'm hard to do drink that responsibly with that. I'm going to do a little quint. I'll come and catch him. But 500. I'll Get do you a some gants. Jaws, fingernails across that board. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that's it's going to be our Bama tracker. We're going to set that up next week. Um, and we will get back to the NFL briefly. Uh, we just have a couple of minutes left. I did want to touch uh, quickly on what we discussed at the end of the podcast last week. We got some feedback about that uh, where you guys are, well, where we all. We're discussing uh, Kentucky basketball. Uh, at the time we recorded last week, Kentucky was coming <clears> off uh, a, several difficult ball games, and people around here thought the sky was falling. And uh, Freddie is pretty proud of himself, and I'm going to let <clears> I'm gonna <throat> let him <throat> tell you why. Well, I'm proud of myself because I said one thing, and one thing only needed to happen. And that was Severe Wheeler needed to go to the bench and we needed to move Wallace over to point guard. And guess what? I go to Costa Rica and I find out I'm watching the game. We're playing Tennessee, one of the hottest teams in the land at Tennessee. And we're beating them up or down. We're up or down. Oscar's getting off, having a career day. And I look at the box score because I'd had a, uh, had a little extra partying going on. And I'm like, you know what? I wonder that I didn't really see Wheeler out there that much. How did we win that game? Wait a minute. I find out that Wheeler did not play. He was hurt or his feelings were hurt. And guess what? Kentucky basketball moves on and we win a big game on the road. And then guess what? It dawns on the coach that, wait a minute, my name's Cal. And I have a feeling that maybe that could be the problem. That Severe Wheeler is the problem. That he needs to sit on the bench. Let's try it again. And then they win against, and and this took a lot, folks, because Severe Wheeler was not, hurt in the second game versus Georgia and it was his old team and you know he really wanted to play bad and guess what Cal stuck with it because if he doesn't there's going to be an onslaught in Kentucky where everyone's going to tear Rupp Arena down because now we know that there is a lineup that is the most efficient in the country and that is Number one in the country the last two games with Severe Wheeler on the bench. Sorry, buddy. I don't mean to call you out all the time. You may come in and hit important free throws for us in the final four. But right now. Final four. Oh, yeah. But right now. Kentucky. We're already jumping to the final four yeah. but now. Right Kentucky now, fans are back. They have right life now, families. little buddy. This is the fun part. Just enjoy sitting on the bench and learning how to pass the ball without dribbling and I, I would just like to ask our listeners to think about if there is anything any creature out there any frankenstein type monster that you can think of 
that's worse in life than a UK basketball fan and an Alabama football fan? <laughs> how does that happen? How like how can they enjoy the best Should of I both both worlds? I think you you have that before. Quick story I'm still is, wrapping my head around. The quick story is I grew up a UK fan with uh, my father. Uh, listening to them on the radio, in the garage, this, that, and the other, UK basketball. I never even know UK football existed until I was like 15. Uh, and uh, I don't think they did. I don't think they did either. So it was all Kentucky basketball. Well, of course, find out they do have a football team and a great following, by the way, and uh, of, of diehards. <laughs> And I went, decided that uh, I was going to forego my senior year in high stock. And I ended up going to UK. Uh, and I had some friends go down to Bama. And uh, as I went to Kentucky and had my two years of great education, a little bit of extra partying, I somehow found my way down to Tuscaloosa in Alabama. I went to a few games there, fell in love with the place. And let me tell you something. You go to an Iron Bowl down there, and you're done. It's over. You are officially a fan. So, I don't just pull for Kentucky basketball and Bama football. I pull for Bama basketball, Bama baseball i pulled for kentucky baseball kentucky soccer. no i think what i was getting at is like if kentucky and alabama were playing each other in basketball who are you pulling for kentucky if kentucky and alabama are playing each other in football who are you pulling for football i won't go to the game <laughs> I, I will not go that. to the game i've seen them enough when they're at home uh -huh. i will not go to the game okay so you would be okay with Kentucky beating Alabama and eliminating them hey, from national whoever, championship if they contention. They win, they win. You know what's funny is they only play each other every five years in football. So well, that's going to change. Really a situation that's about to change. Maybe and maybe I'll come up and 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 have problems, but my heart is with the Tide in football. And my heart is with the cats and basketball. Okay, and I'll I, give it to and you. Dude, and I'm going to say, I respect it because you've me, been like that since I've, I've known like you. And, and I, since I, I'll give you that. Yeah. Folks, I've been a Bama fan since 1992. Mm -hmm. I've been through all the ups and downs, the good, the bad, everything. Yeah. I ain't just some jack schmo that jumped on. No, when I first met you, it was uh, Shula was your head coach, and you guys were scraping by to get to bowl games. Right. That's why I respect it, and I'm, right. I'm all for it. So, and, like, I get it. You know, yeah, but so. the funny thing about that tune is he's all the ups and downs. The downs for Alabama football are the ups for my football team. <laughs> no. Which I mean, mine both. Buddy. I mean, you get you get zero zero. To the ups and downs, but the horrors of only winning seven games what? a year, tuna. Uh, the horrors. What uh, happened? I mean, Christ, they lost two games this year, and Freddie wants to fire the entire staff. <laughs> I didn't say I didn't know. What I think Bill O'Brien, by the way, is the betting odd favorite to replace Nick Saban right but, now. But, uh, I just, I just want to throw that out. You no, know, he is honestly. That's, but, but that's a true but thing. What I'm getting at is, yes, I've been through the the good, the bad, Kentucky shame. I've been through Alabama's uh, head coach getting hired within and within a week, he was caught at a strip club 
and fired. And that was the coach that took over for the coach that slept with the secretary, folks. <laughs> People, if you are young and you're not older and you don't know much about Alabama and you think they've been on top all the time, let me tell you something. It was they've a mess before Saban got bottom. there. Bottom. I don't know if that. Rock I don't know if that before. was still rock bottom, but it no, was. It, it was definitely not rock bottom. It certainly wasn't two, rock they, bottom. They are blue bloods, and what I pull for them in, and that's what irritates everybody. But I am no Johnny Come Lately at all. I am a longtime fan of both teams, and matter of fact, I pull for. I go to U of L games and pull for the cards. I don't want all these teams to be down. I want everybody to be up. Well, sports and are a I lot more fun when everyone's winning. I will say that. It like, is. I want everyone to win. Except I, mean, I, I don't older, like now that the want. Bengals are starting to win because Bengals fans don't understand football. And I hate to keep beating on Bengals fans, but you guys just come up out of nowhere. Like, this is NFL. Do we you're, know you're about not baseball? No, you don't know anything. Oh, you don't know Cincinnati Reds don't know anything no, about I baseball? I will say, Cincinnati Reds fans are great baseball fans. They really are. Cincinnati Reds fans are great baseball fans. The way opening day sells out like every year, and it's such a big deal up there. And you, you guys want their fans want a winning baseball team, and the way ownership has treated that fan base for them to still show up to games, it's it's honestly it's impressive. Yeah, we'll we'll touch on that. On yeah, bad winning season. All I'm saying is the Bengals are. Their fan base doesn't get it, and and they're new to the game. The, <laughs> oh they're, my they're, god! They're, no, this I, is like I love it. They're they're new to Tell it, and they, they don't Wood know that, how to win. Pal. Again, you bring up the '88 Super Bowl with Boomer and Tim Crumry and Nicky Woods. Like you know, that's what you got to go back dude. to. He knows the players. He's been wearing them stripes. <laughs> he never wore them Tony stripes. The tiger. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. So once they figure out how to win and they 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 actually understand what what's going on, and and watch other NFL games and realize that they're not the only ones with all pro players, then they'll be more acceptable. But right now it's fun when everybody's winning except Bengals. All right, we're gonna put a bow on that right there. We are going to uh, go around the room. Uh, I want to say real quick, uh, we are on social media on Twitter at blockout pod and what we're going to start doing we should have been doing this already but we're going to start doing is putting uh our bets on twitter every week and uh we will keep a running tally of uh of how we are doing um this week now i have a bet that i'm going to put i'm just going to go ahead and put it out there in perpetuity for the rest of the college basketball season, um, just bet against Louisville every game. <laughs> just do it. We're back to that again. Just do it. It's getting um, worse. We just got a kid today that's going to play now. Well, I just do it. He's until from you Africa. Hear, just do it until you hear me say not to, and trust me. And then at the end of the year, you can send me a – Residual what do you check. Mean bet against take the Emmanuel Okafor. Welcome yes. to the Cardinals. Bet, bet, bet against them. Bet the spread on the other team. Um, and uh, so that's the really. And I'm going to take uh, San Francisco. Uh, Minus the, four. That's uh, that's my NFL bet. Uh, my nephew Colin 
is taking the Giants plus seven and a half. <laughs> He's on Freddie's side there. Come get now, you some. Full disclosure, he is a huge Giants he fan. He is. Um, but guess who else he's taking, Fred? He's the Bengals. taking the Come. Bengals. He's taking the Bengals. Uh, Tuna, what do you got? All right. Well, the the bet that I was talking about earlier with the four favorites coming up um, at uh, plus two thirty three is the odds on that. If you do the money line fourteen parlay for the favorites to win, I like that. I'm going to bet that. But my favorite bet is just the Chiefs money line. Andy Reid coming off of a bye, like we talked about earlier. And you parlay that on a same-game parlay with the Travis Kelsey over-receiving yards. Right now, I just looked. It's actually fallen. It's, it's sitting at 78-and-a-half, mm. which is a give-it-to-me-all-day. I'm going to take that. And that's, always at 70. That's at a plus 220. Um, I like it. Yeah. Freddie. And real quick, happy birthday, Dolly Parton. <laughs> Uh okay. I'm taking uh the Giants my uh plus seven and a half and I'm gonna tease that up just because I want to. I'm gonna take the Bengals plus five and a half, and I'm gonna tease that up to about eight. And I like the 49ers. And I say if Severe Wheeler, Severe Savio Wheeler is not playing, bet the Cats. If Wallace is not starting point guard for the game, do not bet Kentucky. If he is, bet Kentucky. And the I'm telling you right now. I wish the odds came out sooner for for yeah. college basketball games. I know. I wish the lineups came out quicker. Mm. Well, I'm looking. It's that uh, simple. And, looking, and uh, R.I.P. David Crosby. Yep, I was just about to mention that. Uh, and we I forgot to say last week. Uh, that's two Thursdays in a row we've lost uh, musical legends. We lost uh, Jeff Beck last Thursday. We lost uh, David Crosby today. Uh, R.I.P. to uh, two legendary musicians uh, that represented a different time. Um, I'm watching Indiana and Illinois. Indiana looks like they played a pretty good first half. We'll uh, maybe we'll talk some IU hoops if they get uh, if they get going back Freddie, in the right direction. Yeah, Freddie seems a little out of it. I still am. I'm still in Costa Rica a little bit. I'm <laughs> still a little. I don't know. Well, I would like to thank everybody that's been listening, everybody that's been uh, sending us feedback. We are at BlockoutPod on Twitter, at BlockoutPod uh, for the big fella, the Tuna Country, Matt Kempf. Uh, real quick, I yep. would like to congratulate Mackenzie McDonald for beating Rafael Nadal in the Australian Open the other night. Big night. Nadal was hurt with a, with a um, hip, but still a big win. I, I I love that you're talking about tennis. I, I love I love tennis. We will talk about tennis. <laughs> I know it's weird. We will talk as it to, continues uh, on. Yeah, uh, Freddie and I are huge tennis fans. Yes. I didn't uh, I didn't know that. I love tennis. Uh, so we will definitely jump on uh, some tennis. Man, what a what a what an interesting thing to come up <laughs> at the very end of the podcast. It, it was it's it's on the TV right now, and it just brought brought me back. And you know, he's actually Mackenzie McDonald. It's uh. 
two-time national champion oh, in yeah. uh, LSU or UCLA. Yep. Uh, singles and doubles. Yeah. So awesome. Wow. Now, now, now we have God, some, man. If you had more intel on the Bengals than that, Jesus. <laughs> what? <laughs> We're talking soccer. Don't dumb it down with Bengal talk. Uh, and that's <laughs> awesome. Tennis. All right, uh, smack ball. Are you drinking a green shake? My body is a temple. (laughs) (laughs) On that note, we are ending the podcast tonight. Uh, We'd like to thank everybody who's listened, uh, everybody who's reached out. Don't forget to uh, give us a follow on Twitter at BlockoutPod. Give us a a like or a rating, a five-star rating on whatever podcast service that you use. Uh, It helps us out a lot. Uh, for the big fella, the tuna, country Matt Kempf, and the fabulous one, Freddie Benders. From behind the master control desk in the Bill's famous cheese spread studios, this is Travis Carter saying so long, everybody. <laughs>